0: Hello there, go check yourself, listener. I didn't expect to, to see you there. My name is Chris Gillespie. I am a host of this program.
1: My name is Aaron Rada. I am also a host of this program.
0: Uh, would you like to do the program right now?
1: Uh well, I mean, I was, I was gonna do some other. St- I have some other stuff I need to do today. But like, if you want to, I, I oh. mean, like.
0: Yeah, I I kinda I need this. I need this right now. I I'm not in a good spot. Okay. Okay. Right. Just give me, just give me a a quick hour of your time. <laughs>
1: okay. Just please. Sure. Please. All right.
0: Um, so listeners, hello. Thank you for tuning in. It's a pleasure as always. I hope you are doing well. Um last week we <sighs> said that we uh we well we finished season two of Chuck. We did the season finale, Chuck versus the Ring. Uh Typically, or what the plan was, was that this episode would be a exploration of the season two DVD box set of Chuck and all of the bonus features and bonus content that comes along with it. And Aaron and I would have our final discussion about season two, kind of do some superlatives and big picture things like that. Flash forward to this morning (laughs) when I am doing the necessary research for this uh, and I found out that the. Well, it turns out there's a lot more bonus content in season two than there was in season one. So I did not give myself enough time to do all of this. And the deleted scenes, I think, from season two warrant their own conversation and are uh, long enough to justify an entire episode. So this episode is only going to be talking about the deleted scenes, AKA declassified scenes from season two, uh, as seen on the DVD box set. And the next episode will be about the other bonus features and Aaron and I's ultimate thoughts on season two. Yeah. Aaron, do you have any questions?
1: Um, I don't have any questions. I just have a comment and a concern, which is that I don't have any notes this episode, which is very um, odd for me. I feel a little bit naked mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not literally Chris can attest that I am not literally naked, but I do feel weird that your face is the only thing on my screen. Usually there's a word document. I position it over you. Not unlike Mike Wazowski and in monsters Inc. It's, I I hide you so I can just pretend that I'm just like having a nice little conversation with myself. But now now mm-hmm. it's all you. And as I uh, said to you before we started recording, I am experimenting with my new microphone. So um, the headphones are completely covering my ears. So all I can hear is Chris in very intimate detail.
0: That's right. Christmas came early. <laughs> here. Go check yourself. Aaron finally has a new microphone and we appreciate your your thoughts and prayers and good vibes, hoping that this new microphone will work out well and we will hear Aaron as we've never heard her before. (laughs) Oh
1: God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's going to be like, everybody's either going to be like, wow, Aaron has a really sexy voice or wow, Aaron, go back to the other microphone.
0: (laughs) Hey Aaron, we got a lot of feedback from listeners. Can you go back to sounding like you're in a (laughs) tin can in the bottom of the ocean? That's what people prefer. Uh, Well, I think you sound great. Um, And as speaking as someone from season one of Go Chuck Yourself, where I did not take any notes of the show and <laughs> then I just kind of sat back and let you do all the heavy work. I I ask you to put your feet up and relax and I will guide us through this journey through all of the declassified scenes that I've watched today. You're
1: going to be like uh, the rock on the Jungle Cruise. What
0: do you what do you mean? Well, I, I that- actually
1: don't know what the Jungle Cruise is about, but like I was thinking of the Jungle Cruise ride when there's like the skipper who just like kind of guides and you make like pithy comments about, like, hippos and stuff. I assume that's what you're going to be doing this episode. Or I could oh, yeah, say, like, yeah. you're like Willy Wonka leading leading us through the scary tunnel. Any, any uh. boat, <laughs> Captain? Uh,
0: come with me and you'll be in a world of pure uh scenes that were removed for time (laughs) from season two of chuck
1: oh well Um, i'm i'm very excited about this um i have really no idea of what i'm uh what i'm about to experience i'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with these bonus scenes and some might not be mm. but um all i know is that chris sent me a vaguely creepy maybe definitely creepy picture of morgan and then a um, brief clip of big mike getting out of a car So I'm very excited to see the context of those two things and uh, the things that he didn't tell me about. But it sounds like there are a lot.
0: (laughs) There is a lot. And I it was kind of fun watching this because I was like, Aaron will not see any of this probably. (laughs) So I get to communicate solely to her what they are. uh, Much like uh, my view,
1: my view of the world is only communicated to me through uh, things Chris tells me because I just live in my my little bubble. So Chris uh, tells me what's going on out there.
0: I give Aaron a daily news briefing about everything that's going on. I would really
1: like that. Um, if, you, if you want to start doing that, I'd be happy.
0: I have no interest in doing that. <laughs> um, uh, I also think <laughs> I have said it before, but I think I moving forward in season three, I will watch the bonus features for or the deleted scenes from the episodes as we were recording. Yeah, now. I
1: think that'll be a good idea
0: because it is, I did my best, but it is confusing watching all of these disjointed extra <laughs> scenes <laughs> out of context and watch it but they're in chronological order so i at least was able to follow that, oh, that along is good. but i was like when did well why is this happening <laughs> what's going on um so you, those were your concerns and your comments yes you're good now i am okay. uh,
1: ready to move on
0: okay hold on let me um okay. so i got my little guidebook here <laughs> just so in case i refer to uh you know like episode one we have the titles just in case we forget unless i know you probably have all the episodes oh
1: well, yeah, I was actually, but- I um, was preparing for what is now next week's episode, so I was looking at the list of season two episodes and reminiscing um, and also noticing that there are a few that I just don't remember at all.
0: The 60s, man, what a <laughs> crazy time. And by the 60s, I mean probably what, like the low teens <laughs> for this case? Yeah. Or the first half of the season?
1: Yeah, that's low, low teens sounds good. Okay. It sounds like a... Um, Sounds like a movie, like a kind of like B movie about like teens that are like surfers and there's like a murderer. I'm I'm thinking like low tide and also teens. So like low teens, you know?
0: I think this might be your next Austin Film Festival recognized script that All right. you have just conceived. I'll see you right there here. next
1: year with my uh my script, Low Teens. It's the sequel to Eighth Grade.
0: <laughs> eighth grade and the Low Teens.
1: <laughs> yep, perfect. Bo Burnham, contact me please.
0: I know this is a great, another visual gag for our audio podcast, but I'm showing Aaron my guidebook right now. It's very legit. There's pictures. Is that Sarah? I don't know if you could see that? Yeah. No, no, that's Nicole Richie. Oh,
1: okay, cool. I was wondering, like, I was like, what blonde woman? Because I was thinking maybe it was Trisha Helfer, and I was like, that seems weird to put her on that, but Nicole Richie makes sense. Sarah yeah, is Sarah's tangling, right there dancing with But Bryce. that's, yeah. isn't that from, oh no, she tangled. Did she tangle with Bryce this season?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, because Bryce comes back with Chuck versus the Brave oh, right, 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 episode three. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, let's see. Disc one. Disc one is consisting of Chuck versus the first date, Chuck versus the seduction, Chuck versus the breakup, and Chuck versus the cougars. And here are the declassified scenes. Uh. Okay, At the Buy More, Morgan encourages Jeff, Lester, and Anna to run for assistant manager at the store, and they laugh at him for thinking that he is the tango to Chuck's cash.
1: Hey, what's that?
0: A sidekick Morgan is comparing himself to famous duos and he... Tango
1: and Cash? Yeah. Johnny Cash? No. Cash. What have I missed? <laughs>
0: um, so They're sitting in the buy more. I don't know what context this was in. It must be one of from either episode one or episode mm-hmm. two. But they... He's trying to encourage one of them to become the assistant manager. Ultimately, Lester becomes the assistant manager.
1: Yes, yes, but of
0: course. But they're playing Call of Duty. Okay uh and are those none characters of them want to-
1: from call of duty are you getting to this who are tango and cash
0: they're from a. it's a tv show or a movie or something
1: and it's called tango and cash yes okay cool
0: it's just a dynamic duo oh wow and- when i
1: googled it it came up right away <laughs> i guess that's not surprising it's sylvester stallone and kurt russell Damn it. Why don't we know movies from the year 1989? Uh, this is what happens when I don't have notes.
0: <laughs> Aaron's a loose cannon right now. I got to reel her in. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, yeah, Morgan just basically compares himself saying that he's partners with Chuck, but then when he says, like, who do you guys think is Chuck's partner? They're like, uh, his sister. And then he's like, no. And they're like, oh, Sarah. And they're like, no. And then he's like, guys, it's me. I'm, I'm Chuck's wingman. <laughs> uh, But they're all playing Call of Duty and they're being forced by Morgan to play Call of Duty in the buy more because they have to try out his new Call of Duty strategy, which ends up being what Chuck uses to save the day. So there's that Um, in another scene in episode one. Sarah gives Casey a bag of frozen yogurt. She
1: she gives him a bath. And I was like, why did they cut that?
0: Sarah gives Casey a bath (laughs) and it is super steamy. (laughs) They had to cut this out because it would not fly at 8 p.m. on, on of NBC. Course. So
1: a bag of frozen yogurt, like a bag. Yep. She's,
0: Yeah, she takes like a gallon size Ziploc bag at the Orange Orange and like just uses the soft serve machine to put the frozen yogurt into it. And then she hands it to Casey. And then uh she and Casey discuss Mr. Colt. And Sarah asks uh, Casey whether or not Chuck is safe. And Chuck uh, Casey says that Chuck is safe; that he won't do anything. But
1: Tuck did they s- explain the bag?
0: Yeah, uh, Casey got hit in the face. Oh, okay. With something. So That's she's pretty cute, using actually. The ice to... I don't think. Yeah, it was nice. I don't
1: know that that would work the same way as ice.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cold. Yeah, I would think.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess if it's coming straight out of the machine, I don't know. I have like because ice is like hard, and it would take longer to melt. Like I feel like if it's just like soggy it does like if it's just like wet ice cream it's just gonna kind of like your maybe it will work I don't know it's kind of a cute gag
0: she takes it immediately out of the machine and gives it to Casey and the scene is approximately 15 seconds long so it does not melt during that time (laughs)
1: okay thank Um, you but
0: Sarah has a nice she uh Yvonne does a good job of uh of acting there's a nice reaction that she has when she asks Casey if Chuck is safe because at this point Beckman has told Casey that they're gonna need to kill Chuck Uh um and Casey kind of like deflects the question and storms out. But then Yvonne kind of looks off concerned. And it was a nice moment of acting that they removed. And I felt bad that they removed it. That's too bad. In the next scene, Lester, as the new assistant manager, gives Chuck and Morgan work to do. Just kind of like arbitrary, like Lester's work that he should be doing. Yeah, I
1: mean, well, we don't ever see Chuck working. So it's nice to know that there (laughs) were scenes initially that included this.
0: Spoiler alert, Chuck doesn't actually work on the (laughs) tasks that Lester gave him. but. Lester tries and then Casey interrupts us by coming up to Chuck and says saying I need your services in a romantic capacity oh which Chuck responds I just hope Sarah's involved
1: (laughs) that's um that kind of is in line with the one of the more recent episodes we talked about where um it it lays the groundwork for people thinking that Casey is interested in Chuck in some capacity Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah that's true that's a good point um there's another one that's I didn't really understand why it was different. It's the uh, you might remember Lester talking to Big Mike about, like, why does no one respect mm-hmm. me? And Big Mike talks about the injured gazelle. Yes. Um, I think there was an extended version of that, okay. but I I didn't realize the difference. And this scene he um, calls
1: him in uh, an injured antelope instead of an injured gazelle.
0: Yes. In this and this scene he, he calls he, him a
1: um, Japanese deer. I think those have a more official name, but like the little ones. Just calls them various types of uh, of deer type animals.
0: Yeah. And it was obvious that they had to cut that out because I'm like, if they left this in, this episode would have been, you know, two hours and ten minutes <laughs> long with Mike just always, you know, spending at least 50 minutes suggesting different animal names. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another one from probably the end of... Uh, either the beginning of Chuck versus the breakup or the end of Chuck versus the seduction. Chuck is wearing his it's okay. Let me set the scene. It's after Chuck arrives at Sarah's apartment with the black shirt with the Union Jack on it and the white blazer and the converse. Good luck. So we get to see their date when he's dressed like that. And he takes her back to the courtyard at their apartment for red wine and pizza. And they're having a candlelit dinner and it looks very nice. And they're chatting and chuck is asking if he has anything to worry about bryce coming back or if like sarah still has feelings for Mm -hmm. bryce and sarah's not really saying that she does and they're about to cheers to like a nice having a nice night off and not being on a mission when morgan walks in and starts complaining about stuff and says that he's usually the one having pizza and wine with chuck um and then the scene kind of awkwardly like fizzles out but then it ends with morgan asking sarah why she hasn't accepted his friend request on myspace <laughs> and then it's cut to black I like, I,
1: I like that i also i think in that episode if i'm thinking of the same moment i was like well what happened did chuck just leave so that at least explains uh, a plot hole that i personally found mm-hmm. so
0: uh i miss um, MySpace. Chuck-
1: i know i've said this before but i do
0: yeah, I had a weird moment where I never had a MySpace because my Whoa, parents wow. didn't let me. Yeah, we get All it, right.
1: Chris. You've never had a
0: MySpace. <laughs> no, I it was deeply, I was deeply self-conscious at the time. I felt, you know, did you
1: say your parents didn't let you? Yeah. Oh, how old were you at this time?
0: It's like thirteen, fourteen.
1: Okay. I just for MySpace time. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess I remember having a conversation. My like, not with my dad, but I remember I was in Maryland and I was like. Mom, all my friends have MySpaces and I'd really like one. And then my mom and my grandma like sat me down and were like, my, my grandma lives in Maryland. And then I made a MySpace on my grandma's old computer. And that was when I got a MySpace. <gasps>
0: That's adorable.
1: Home theater room.
0: That same computer in Maryland where your grandma downloads all the episodes of this show. Yeah, our- exactly.
1: Hi, Grandma. <laughs>
0: um. In Chuck versus the Cougars, that's the high school reunion episode. Oh, I'm excited
1: for this one. I feel like there's going to be some Dick Duffy.
0: There's no Dick Duffy. Damn it! Um, it's just Ben Savage talking, or there. So Chuck, Ben Savage, and Nicole Richie. Ben Savage and Nicole Richie are playing characters who are married in this episode. Yes, they're in the punchline at the high school reunion. And okay. Ben Savage turns to Chuck and says, "I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell her the truth right now." And then Chuck's like, "I don't know about that, man." And then Ben Savage just like going full-blown Corey matthews it's just as like i (laughs) i forget what nicole richie's character's name was but uh he's like we're going we're going into witness protection i've i secretly gave plans to someone i shouldn't have and this is my agent agent carmichael and he's going to help us go into witness protection and i'm sorry i lied to you like just in the middle of the reunion (laughs) and nicole richie just kind of like rolls her eyes and she's like whatever And then she walks off presumably to go fight Sarah or do whatever she was doing. Meet up with Duffy.
1: Well, that I, I see that that's not exactly necessary. I feel like that episode like flowed. I didn't have that as many questions, but I, I see why that existed initially.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Moving on to disc two. Ooh,
1: exciting.
0: Disc two includes scenes of, uh, five through eight. So that's Chuck versus Tom Sawyer, Chuck versus the X, uh, chuck versus the fat lady and chuck versus the gravitron um and here's the here's the photo montage of that disc you see that they managed to get anna and the hula skirt in i there do for see some that reason but
1: it's the camera is not uh very good but i did uh see a hula skirt
0: yeah there's chuck playing uh playing a uh, missile pointing
1: command. a gun jeff is passed out
0: yep jeff is passed okay. out um So on this disc, the declassified scenes are as followed. So this okay, I'll just explain, talk about my thoughts about this after I explain it. Please do. This is in uh, Bymore. It's like in Big Mike's office. Emmett confronts Chuck about drinking beer in the home theater room and listening to Air Supply. So this was something that Chuck didn't do. This was something that like Morgan, Jeff and Lester were doing and Mm -hmm. Chuck was kind of involved in. Um, Okay. Because I think this is when Jeff was showing his weird video about Anna while Air Supply is playing. Okay. Emmett says that Chuck is a renegade and someone who doesn't play by the rules, but he respects this. And Emmett says that he sees a lot of himself in Chuck in that they both went to college and are better than the imbeciles on the sales floor. And Emmett's like, we both went to college. You went to Stanford and I went to community business school. We're basically two peas in a pod. Um, We see...
1: Chuck, don't make fun of community business school.
0: We see Jeff uh, trying to take a photo of Anna on the sales floor. He's holding a digital camera, and he goes like "oh," and he's like taking a picture right in her face. And she throws an entire coffee on him. Like a hot
1: coffee?
0: uh, Presumably, it's cold. He doesn't really seem like he's burned or injured by this, so (laughs) I'm going to say cold. Okay. Uh, She storms off. Casey comes up to the office to try to take Chuck away to go on a mission, but. Chuck shoes a boy because Emmett is monologuing and is in the middle of saying something. Emmett reveals that his mother once left him at a, quote, monkey cage when he was a young boy. He also reveals that he thinks that the store only has business because of Chuck's work. Chuck, he says, is an uncut gem. And Emmett is going to chisel away, grind and polish Chuck until he gleans like a buy buy more diamond, at which point Chuck runs away uh, when Emmett turns his back around.
1: Is that that's all one scene?
0: That's all one scene. So what the scene starts to this, in my mind, is a scene that starts to kick off a narrative that doesn't actually that they must have attempted to do in Chuck, but they removed where they first had Emmett starting out as someone who wants to, like, have Chuck be his protege.
1: OK. And help
0: him take over the buy more.
1: OK, I see. I see how that could have they could have gone with that.
0: Yeah. Do you see any do you, do any instances of this come to mind and that actually made the show? Because I feel like it's not super maybe in the earlier episodes, but I think for the most part, they really kind of cut this out. But there are other bonus. There's deleted scenes that also deal with this narrative.
1: I would say like I can see things that are tangential to it, like when everybody is like asking like, When Emmett is, like, so concerned with where Chuck goes, like, I mean, I'm I'm concerned with that, too, because, like, Chuck should be doing the job that he's paid for, maybe. But um, I could see, like, the scenes where he asks, like, who's in charge and everybody names Chuck, because then he would, like, know that Chuck is, like, a hard, hard worker, quote unquote. Uh Um, I could see, like, the thing where he's, like, interviewing everybody about where Chuck goes and what Chuck is up to. Um, I think Emmett definitely like shows an interest in Chuck in the scenes that we get, um, but the vibe without this extra information is generally just like Emmett is like a, a busybody, like wants to know what everybody's doing, um, right? And it's like only specific to Chuck in that like Chuck is the main character of the show. Mm-hmm. But I could yeah. I could definitely see this like it's not a huge leap. I. It seems like extraneous information, which is probably why they cut it. But it's not a huge leap to see that it would have started off this way. And it mm-hmm. could have been interesting to see how that arc played out through Emmett's run on the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's more uh, more stuff about that coming up cool. uh, in Chuck versus the X. Uh, so that's when Jill returns uh-huh. uh, for her arc in Sarah's hotel apartment room. Chuck is nervous about his upcoming date with Jill and Sarah has to apply uh, Chuck's secret microphone to Chuck's hairy chest. Uh, (laughs) So there's kind of like an awkward moment where he has to unbutton his shirt and she tapes it to all the the patch of hair that's on his (laughs) chest. And Chuck says that he's nervous and Sarah reassures him that Jill is going out with Chuck, not because of the big lie and fake personality that uh, Chuck told Jill, but because Jill likes who Chuck really is. And they have a, a nice little moment.
1: Is that scene not in the show? I mean, this I don't remember the chest hair, but...
0: I don't think it's in the show because then it ends with Sarah saying, like, don't worry, we're going to, like, the CIA is going to take care of you tonight. So I imagine that would have been the cut to when they pull up to the restaurant and Casey's wearing the wig and the beard and everything. And oh, I love that wig. They go to the CIA the restaurant. that wig.
1: <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, hello. Hello, Chuck. Hello, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually saw uh, Jill Jordana Brewster in an article yesterday. Uh um, oh, I thought you were
0: gonna say that you saw her in person. I was no, like, I how- did not see
1: her. I mean I could have. I could see anybody at any time, but I just didn't know. Uh,
0: oh um, ho ho, you <laughs> go to the Austin Film Festival and all of a sudden you just think, I don't I'm just a revolving door. I never know which celebrity I'm gonna encounter.
1: It's true. Um no, I was I was looking up articles about uh, the, the ideal nail length, like fingernails, how long they oh. should be. Um, and the um, this article, you know, like a
0: normal human woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely article, not an alien
0: trying to pose as a human woman.
1: This article was from a little while ago, um, like a couple years ago. And they did not like Rashida Jones's nails. They said oh. too short, not polished enough. Um, but Jordana Brewster was the uh, the perfect medium. They were like her nails. Great. They, they liked them because they're like they're, it's it's something called. A squoval, I think, is how you pronounce it. You want your nails to be like a uh, medium length and a square oval shape. So hold up your nails. Let me see if they're a squoval.
0: I don't think they are. I cut them no, somewhat you, recently. You
1: got well, they're all right. They're not as bad as Rashida Jones's nails.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rashida Jones. I know you're a big fan of. Chuck and the show. nails were
1: fine. They were fine.
0: I can actually in the photo right here in my guidebook right here. You can kind of see Jordana Brewster's nails. Yeah,
1: award-winning nails. Yeah, look at that. According to I think it was Cosmopolitan, but I don't <laughs> want to speak out of turn. Uh,
0: well, there you go. So, did you change your nails based on Jill's nails or no?
1: Well, not not yet. Um, but I might. Let's see. It was in 2011 that this article came out. Um, Rashida Jones. They were uh, analyzing her nails at the premiere of Our Idiot Brother. I don't Oof. know. I don't know where they were analyzing Jordana Brewster from, maybe uh, Fast and Furious, but her nails are painted lavender and they liked them. Um, they don't like Snooky's nails. Snooki is at the other end of the spectrum. They say her nails are too long.
0: Interesting. I know <laughs> yep. that's the we have a lot of overlap in our demographics between Go Chuck Yourself and Cosmopolitan magazine. So, yes,
1: of course. It's so stupid because it's like, it's clearly everybody else. It's a picture of their face with like their nails close to it. And then the picture of Rashida Jones is just like zoomed in. It seems to be her hand on her hip and they've just zoomed in so closely on her nails.
0: (laughs) Well, what a a violation of personal space. We're sorry, Rashida Jones. That's something we're sorry, Rashida Jones. Your
1: nails, your nails are lovely.
0: This is another meaty deleted scene. This is still from Chuck versus the X. This speaks for itself. So at the end of the episode, uh, you may recall that they had to do uh, the Buy More staff had to do a test.
1: Yes. Um, oh, about CPR? Yes. OK.
0: So the only person that failed that test, Emmett's revealing this during like a team meeting at the Nerd Her desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, only person that failed it was Chuck. And Chuck is the only one that needs to take the like 30 hour remedial course. Mm-hmm. So Chuck kind of like is perturbed by that but obviously he's not going to go to it so why does he care he doesn't even go to work why is he going to go to a (laughs) remedial CPR class Mm -hmm. and then Big Mike storms up and says that's the good news referring to Chuck failing the test and having to take the remedial course Mm -hmm. Big Mike proceeds to say that there have been an abnormal amount of complaints recently from customers so corporate has announced that they need all of us to take mandatory sexual harassment training
1: oh my god
0: To which Jeff whispers to Lester, that's one test that I don't need to study for.
1: Oh, my God. That's, oh, man. Well, I wish that they had done that. Maybe they'd (laughs) taken the course.
0: Either means that they did not take the course or that all of these characters is canon for them to have taken a sexual harassment course and then to behave the way that they they proceed to. They just like
1: they learned how to do it. Like they they took all the things that they said don't do. And then they did those things. It's so, like yeah. when when teens were told not to watch skins and then they watched skins and they learned how to get away with all their debauchery.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's
1: like when my church said, hey, don't read the Golden Compass. And I was like, mm, I'm going to read the Golden Compass now.
0: Note to self, make sure Aaron has notes moving forward in subsequent <laughs> episodes. So she has something to do. Uh, (laughs) so that's that's one scene which I was like that's crazy that Big Mike is actually saying that they all need to take sexual harassment training that would be great if they did I don't think that they do but that scene blends into or bleeds into Chuck goes up to Casey and apologizes to him for kissing him to save his life Uh, Chuck says that Casey has soft and supple lips Casey then grabs Chuck by the collar and pushes Chuck into a uh, CD-ROM game display it was like city of, too? of villains I think League okay. of villains something like sure. that Casey threatens to end Chuck you know as Casey is wont to do after they resolve this little situation Chuck asks Casey if Casey thinks that he would be able to date Jill now that even though Jill knows that he's an asset Casey says that it would be doable uh, as long as Chuck keeps up his cover with Sarah and didn't tell Jill about the intersect Chuck then asked Casey to clarify by saying, you mean that I can date Jill as long as I continue to pretend to date Sarah? And Casey chuckles and says, welcome to dating in the CIA. It pats him on the shoulder.
1: That's that's kind of a nice scene.
0: Yeah, it was silly. A lot of some of these scenes and some of the bonus features, I think um, you get to see a different side of Casey. It's a little yeah. bit more comedic than you normally do, which is nice. Yeah,
1: because he's definitely like we've definitely talked about him in some episodes being a little bit gruff and maybe mm-hmm. that's that's because they had a balance, but they cut it out for time.
0: Mm-hmm. In Chuck versus the Fat Lady, Jill is in Chuck's room and asks him where he wants to go on their getaway. Chuck says that. Uh, well, Jill says, "Like, well, we could just stay here because Ellie and Devin aren't here." But then Chuck says that they can't stay in the apartment because they're being watched by Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to just give Jill a bunch of information information about his relationship with Casey and Sarah. Um, we, we talked about this scene in a previous episode because. Um, we had received this in an email oh, yeah, a fan so it's that who scene. pointed this out. It's this scene, okay. yeah, where Sarah and Jill get to meet awkwardly, uh, and Casey comes in and tells Chuck that they need him to go on a mission where he's going to be making out with Sarah and doing, uh, some, some, uh, heavy petting, perhaps. Okay.
1: So that's, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> that's that scene. Yep. In another scene. So this is kind of picking up the Emmett Chuck thread that I was talking about before. Emmett brings Chuck into his makeshift office in the break room. Chuck says that, uh, hey, this is just the break room. But Emmett pulls over the hospital curtains that he's built into the yes, break room. I remember sa- those well. <laughs> and says, if you mean the executive dining room, then yes. <laughs> Emmett asks Chuck to take a seat and then turns on an audio recorder to record their conversation.
1: Just like this podcast.
0: Exactly. Just like it. Emmett asks Chuck to relax and kick back, so Chuck puts his feet up on another chair, but Emmett says that that's too much kicking back, (laughs) so Chuck puts his feet down. Emmett asks Chuck to tell him the names of all the people that prevent Chuck from excelling at his job. Emmett tells Chuck that all great wars in history have been won not by weapons, but by human intelligence. (laughs) Chuck questions if this is historically accurate, and Emmett brushes him off and begins to tell him about Bimoria. Emmett tells uh, Chuck that there are people who are entering Bimoria to destroy it. But before he suggests that they build a wall with a moat, he elaborates that the uh, greatest threats to a country sometimes come from the inside, specifically communists. Chuck says that he's not going to blacklist his co workers, and Emmett asks Chuck to be a patriot, saying, Only you can make Bimoria strong. Casey runs up to Chuck as he's leaving Emmett's office and says, Quick, Bartowski, your country needs you. To which Chuck says, Do you mean America or Bimoria? And Casey doesn't. Casey doesn't really know what to make of this and just like (laughs) can't come up with a comeback. So he just pulls Chuck away.
1: I like that ending line. So this is, this is another example of one of the Emmett molding Chuck scenes. Yes. Yes. I like um, Emmett talking a little bit more about Bimoria because I feel like we really only have the one scene with it. And then like we see the flag in his office. So I feel like another scene would have been helpful in establishing that as a part of his character.
0: Mm-hmm. In Chuck versus the Gravitron, which is the season two Thanksgiving episode, Ellie, yes, removes, a- Ellie removes a turkey from the oven. Devin <laughs> tells Ellie that it's a little crazy to have made three turkeys in one day. And he Devin tastes the turkey and says that's great. But Ellie is freaking out and insists that the turkey's bad. Devin asks what's going on. He doesn't really he's seen Ellie be frazzled before, but he's never really seen her like this. And Ellie says that she's upset because she knows that Chuck lied to her because she saw him with Jill. Devin says that maybe he was just with Jill to break things off with her and to end their relationship. But Ellie doubts this saying that Chuck is probably not really capable of attracting and or dating two women at the same time to which Devin says two girls. And then he sighs adding, I hope he doesn't mix up his kisses. You girls can tell the difference to which Ellie says, sometimes you say the exact wrong things and storms off.
1: Um, (laughs) okay so um where would you like to start (laughs) what is mixed up kisses what does that mean like you're kissing it's like code switching but with kisses
0: so this okay so I think it implies that Devin has been with two girls at one time and has had different kisses for each of them
1: like different kissing style maybe Okay.
0: or maybe it's like Maybe he's just like kind of he's probably spent some time in Europe after college. So maybe he's like used to kissing people platonically.
1: It's just like, that's the weirdest. That's the weirdest way they could have said that. Like, like I guess
0: his kisses.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's establishing that, like, like you said, like Devin has had a, a frisky past. But there's other ways they could have said that. Like, even if just like, oh, he like. The, the classic thing of like, oh, well, he should probably like just call them both babes so that he doesn't mix up their names like that would establish the same thing and not be weird. I'll try not to mix up my kisses, I guess. <laughs> I think we should all strive not to mix up our kisses. It just feels like like you. It sounds like you have like a friend with a nut allergy and another friend without a nut allergy and you like have two kisses like Hershey's kisses and one is regular <laughs> and one is nut, And you're like, better not mix up these kisses. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, I was like, that was a weird scene that they deleted. Not really sure what that means. Um, I'm fine
1: with seeing like Ellie like getting a little bit more screen time to talk about like her feelings about Chuck when Chuck is not there. Like, I think I think that's fine, but that's that's weird.
0: The same episode, Big Mike dramatically pulls up in a car, a Toyota Corolla. It's oh, this is the
1: scene you sent me.
0: (laughs) He gets out and looks around. And then runs off. And that is the entirety of this deleted scene.
1: Do we have any idea why that's? Is that him coming back from fishing and running into the store?
0: He's wearing his fishing gear. okay. And he must be coming back to the store. The issue that I have with this is that he's coming up and he's by a row uh, of parked nerd herders. Yes. However, if you look in the background, it doesn't look like the plaza at all. Doesn't even look like the back of the plaza. It looks like it's an entirely different street. I was like, where is he? (laughs) What is he doing and why did they include this on the DVD? Why were they like, who is in charge of making the calls? Yeah, they're like, no. Hey, should we include this? Yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. People want to see this. And there's another <laughs> one. Um, I will get to that in a moment, I guess. So that is disc two for deleted scenes.
1: Great. How um, many discs are there?
0: Uh, approximately 75.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: I'll on, block
1: off the rest of my afternoon. We're
0: on disc three. Which is Chuck versus the Sensei, Chuck versus the DeLorean, Chuck versus Santa Claus, and Chuck versus the Third Dimension. So in the DeLorean episode, Morgan rings the doorbell to Ellie and Devin's apartment. Ellie answers and asks if Chuck's window was locked. And Morgan says that he wanted to see how the adult world enters residencies. Morgan asks if Devin's around and Ellie says no, which is kind of a weird way to start that. And Morgan explains that he will pay Devin's loan back because in this episode, he borrowed money from Devin for the apartment, ended up buying an old DeLorean. Hilly asks why Morgan bought the DeLorean in the first place. And Morgan says that adulthood moves fast. He thinks about getting an apartment and then he thinks about needing furniture, which makes him think about all the things that he can't afford because of his low paying dead end job at the Buy More. Morgan says that this thought process makes him spiral into anxiety and he really doesn't like feeling that feeling like that. So to Morgan, buying the car was his way of pushing against time, pushing against adulthood and delaying the inevitable of growing up for a little while longer. So he didn't have to deal with all that anxiety. And I was like, wow, this is a weirdly deep scene for Morgan. Yeah,
1: it's very prescient of him.
0: And then he ruins it by saying that he uh, he reveals to Ellie that until very recently, he had still been holding on to the dream of him and Ellie getting married to which Ellie responds. Don't do that. And he says, I've stopped. Ellie tells Morgan that being an adult doesn't mean dumping all of your dreams. It just means getting new ones. Ellie then says that since Morgan is not proficient in using the front door, he can see himself out.
1: That, I yeah, that's kind of nice. I kind of like that.
0: That was, I, the picture I sent you of Morgan smiling was when he said, I was still holding out that you and I would get married and then has that weird, creepy grin.
1: I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's not a plot line that I particularly liked, but it, is kind of nice to like wrap that up and have morgan say like i'm done with this cuz mm-hmm. we're just like we uh, we're led to assume that like he's with anna now but i don't really think we ever get that moment of closure other than like when he sees her underwear and doesn't <laughs> touch it like that's the only indication we have that he's like done with ellie <laughs> so that could that could have been interesting
0: chuck versus the santa claus Emmett is interviewed by the news reporters outside of the Bymore hostage crisis that happens on Christmas Eve at the Bymore. Yes, the reporter asks Emmett about the danger and panic his staff must be feeling, and Emmett laughs it off, saying that his staff doesn't feel those things because he's trained them personally, and they're the best. So there's that. Um, and then also from the Christmas episode, Casey and Ru- uh, Sarah and Casey run in slow motion through the halls of Castle. Okay. For uh, a few seconds. And then also there's another good scene of someone getting out of a car. Uh, Casey gets out of the Crown Vic and carries uh, some rolls of wrapping paper and like gift box and then looks dramatically off into the distance.
1: Cool. Great. Uh, <laughs> I love to see scenes of people getting out of cars.
0: <laughs> I know this is this is what you get when you you buy the season two box set. You get these these gems, Valuable. these magic scenes,
1: these uncut gems <laughs> that we're going to turn into a diamond, uh, whatever Emmett says.
0: There's some weird like little quick scenes like that from versus the third dimension that I don't think they mentioning. OK,
1: are they in 3D? I mean, I guess you'll find out.
0: Uh, I don't want to talk about it until next week. <laughs> uh, let's see. Disc four is Chuck versus the suburbs. Chuck versus the best friend. Chuck versus the beefcake. And then Chuck versus the lethal weapon. And Chuck versus the best friend. We have a scene that is completely silent. So in some of these later deleted scenes, they didn't put music or soundtrack or scoring to any of them. So just picture these happening in complete silence (laughs) besides the dialogue. Okay. so (laughs) Big Mike is smiling, walking down the back hall of the Bymore towards the break room. He's drinking coffee out of a thermos. There's no background music. Chuck walks after him, also smiling, drinking coffee. (laughs) Chuck says, good morning, Big Mike. And Big Mike says, and a fine morning to you, Charles. Chuck says, look at you. Did you patch up things with the wife? And Big Mike says, nope. Gladys is still divorcing me. Going to take my ass to the cleaners. Chuck comments that it's nice that Big Mike is keeping a positive attitude. And Big Mike says that it's easy now that he's got a new lady in his life. Chuck says something to the effect of, that was fast. To which Big Mike says, welcome to the digital age. And then he thanks Morgan for all of his help building his dating profile. Morgan asks Big Mike how things are going with, quote, red hot mama, who is, of course, his own mother. Yes. he, He. doesn't know that yet Mm -hmm. big mike says that he's exchanged a series of steamy emails and text messages with red hot mama when he receives a notification on the phone that red hot mama has poked him on facebook morgan says that big mike should go poke her back right away and big mike laughs clinks coffee mugs with chuck and heads off to the office jeff and lester have appeared at this point and say we've created a monster a love monster
1: um Okay, so picturing that with no music is great. Um, I also just I like that this because this um, presumably this season is existing in that brief space where my and Facebook existed at the same time. And that's very funny.
0: Well, I don't understand is he's like, how are things going with Red Hot Mama? But maybe it's just because Morgan doesn't know her actual name because presumably she doesn't have a Facebook that's Red Hot. Mama. Oh, that's but a maybe good, she does. That's I a good know.
1: point. Oh, my God. See, you're you're brave. That's probably why they deleted it. They were like, we can't explain this plot hole.
0: <laughs> no one would have a, a Facebook under a name that's not theirs. That's yeah. incredibly nope. insane. Uh in Chuck versus the suburbs, we're at the orange orange Chuck uh Sarah apologizes to Chuck for letting him go into Jenny McCarthy's house. She didn't know how dangerous it would be to hear all about her anti-vaxer philosophy. <laughs> Sarah did not know how dangerous it would be uh to go into her house as it was not a normal circumstance. Chuck is upset and says that nothing about his relationship with Sarah will ever be normal. Casey enters to take Sarah back to the suburbs to complete the mission. And Chuck ex- exits saying, say hi to the old neighborhood for me. What a stinker.
1: So that that kind of like adds a little bit more to his like ultimate when he's like sad at the end. And he's like, Sarah and I will never have a normal relationship like that kind of lays the groundwork for that a little bit. Yep.
0: And okay. then this also ties into that because there's another deleted scene where Chuck is walking into Bymore. more. And Ellie calls him on the phone to ask him how his time house sitting in the suburbs were. Mm -hmm. Chuck says that it was uneventful, aside from Chuck hooking up with their neighbor and Sarah hooking up with the cable guy. Ellie asks Chuck to be serious, and Chuck says, Riley, you really want to know what happened? It was great. You were totally right. It was eye-opening for both Sarah and me. He then tells Ellie that he will tell her more about it later, and they end the call.
1: I was really confused for a lot of you saying that because you said Riley, and I was like, who did he call Riley? Riley.
0: Sorry, no, I was using the adverb Riley. Yes, I see the w.
1: Thank you. Thank you for clarifying because, you know, it's hard.
0: I thought here Chuck says that he hooked up with their neighbor, which is kind of true. Yes. But then he says that Sarah hooked up with the cable guy, which makes me uncomfortable because Casey's cover was the cable guy. So that's us yep. say that Sarah hooked up with Casey. And that's something what? that I do you not want to picture.
1: That's not your fan fiction? That is not can, my fan fiction. You only write fan fiction about Casey with other other characters. Sarah's not allowed to be in the mix. Correct. Okay, true. Sure. Well, <laughs> I guess it's uh like you said last week about Sarah and Chuck uh being friends. You you don't want to watch friends hook up. So I guess Casey and Sarah are your friends.
0: That's true. I just don't want I I don't want to see any of these characters have do anything more besides a single romantic kiss. Uh disc 5. Chuck versus the predator. Chuck versus the broken heart. Chuck versus the dream job and Chuck versus the first kill in versus the I really
1: am. I just want to establish here that I really hope there's some Bernie scenes.
0: (laughs) There are not. Damn Um, it. There's none.
1: And I was, of course, referring to Bernie Sanders.
0: (laughs) In Chuck versus the broken heart, which is Aaron and I's favorite episode. Uh. (laughs) This is a scene that is totally silent. So this is this takes place at the bachelor party, but they okay. don't have the music in there. So picture Great. a silent bachelor party cool. in a buy more.
1: I, I'm picturing your future bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, that was that was really hurtful. <laughs> Alex, uh, who's the 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 other secret agent in this episode played by. Christian Halper is dressed as a police officer stripper at the Buy Bachelor party. Mm -hmm. She tells Chuck that she needs to do a pat down on him and Mm -hmm. runs her her hands all the way down Chuck's torso, past his crotch and legs, and back up through his crotch and legs. And Chuck says, that's not really a public area. It's more of a private area. All the guys watch on Impressed. Lester takes a picture with his digital camera and Alex then pushes Chuck onto a seat and gives him a lap dance and tells him about her updated plan to steal the key card from Devin.
1: OK. I mean, that seems in line with what happened in that episode. I'm not saying it's good, but I see I see where that came from.
0: I would also like to point out this is not a deleted scene, but it is something that I wrote down in my notes. Apparently, I had a typo instead of writing a lap dance. Uh, I wrote a laptop. So Alex pushes Chuck out to his seat to give him a laptop. That sounds
1: nice. I'd love someone (laughs) to just give me a laptop.
0: (laughs) She's doing a lap dance. and She just takes out a MacBook and she's like, here, (laughs) for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds,
1: yeah, dream.
0: (laughs) Speaking of dreams, in Chuck versus the dream job, Emmett and Lester discuss Jeff and Lester's time off request for the next two days because they want to go to the next expo which is the the big convention, yes. the presentation happening at Rourke Instruments. Mm-hmm. Emmett interrogates Lester about why he should pick Lester. Basically, in Emmett's words, he wants to know why Lester will not be missed by the store. Lester says that he shouldn't, uh, he won't be missed because Jeff is a much harder worker than him. Emmett then interrogates Jeff, and Jeff says that Lester is a harder worker than him, so they're basically competing to see who's the most useless and gross. There's then a montage of Jeff and Lester trying to convince Emmett that they're the worst employee. Jeff says things like he doesn't wash his hands. And then he holds up a coffee mug and says, this is beer before taking a sip. (laughs) Emma is disgusted by all of this for some reason, especially the beer and the coffee mug. Of course. He he eventually relents and says that Jeff and Lester should both attend next expo because obviously the store will not miss either of them.
1: Well, that's like, um, I feel like I had a question about this, about, like, why they let them go. Right, because they uh, just appear
0: at the yeah. next expo, and we're like, oh, that's weird that they're there.
1: Yeah, so that's good. Thank you for that. Clearing,
0: clearing it up. Also, in that episode, Stephen and Ellie are eating lunch in Ellie's apartment. Stephen says that he's proud of her, and Ellie says, why? For making a tuna fish sandwich? It's not that hard. Stephen chuckles. Uh, But then explains that he's proud of the adult that she became and the adult that she helped Chuck become. He acknowledges that Ellie basically raised both herself and Chuck because Stephen was not there to do it. And he says that uh, the tuna sandwich was wasn't bad either. They They then share a long pause and then an awkward hug. And Ellie says, wait until you see what I can do with ice cream. And she takes their dirty dishes away. It's I can't describe how awkward this hug is. The (laughs) angle, it's not because you think like ideal hug situation is like both people are upright and you're hugging and your heads are over each other's shoulders. Uh But they're sitting on the couch when they do this and Ellie just kind of leans into Steven and Steven opens his arms. So like Ellie's head is like approximately at Steven's armpit and (laughs) he like pats her on the back. It was a very strange hug. Okay, cool. But I appreciated this scene because you, I don't feel like you ever got that kind of resolution between Ellie and Steven. You know? Yeah,
1: not really. So that's, that's nice.
0: And it adds to, you feel nice for Ellie you feel good for Ellie, but you also appreciate Steven, you know, saying something like that it seems pretty sincere.
1: My one issue here is that like, is the implication that like she's about to serve ice cream because like, I don't think tuna and ice cream go well together. And also like tuna is generally like a lunch item. And are they yes. having ice cream at lunch? Cause that's, that's odd.
0: I think that's what the implication is. I think they're going to have ice cream for dessert, lunch, lunch dessert,
1: lunch, lunch dessert. I mean, that's a that's a bold move. I guess, I guess, if you're a doctor and you don't work like normal hours, like maybe she's going to be working during dinner time, so she wouldn't have time to have ice cream. So maybe she's got to have lunch dessert
0: in an episode, perhaps this episode or maybe another episode uh, when Emmett has seized control over the Bymore. He has Jeff and Lester scrubbing the floor of the entryway mm-hmm. they stop for a moment to bemoan their lives. And Emmett immediately comes over the loudspeaker and says, back to work, you dogs. You still have 82 minutes to go. And I will only start the clock. Once you stop bellyaching in Chuck versus the first kill Casey and Sarah inform Chuck that Beckman denied Jill's request for full immunity. Jill is of course in prison at this point. Uh, Chuck asks about the deal and Casey tells him to man up and lie to her. Either way, she'll spend the rest of her life in our prison cell. So what does it matter? Chuck is conflicted about lying to Jill, but then he says solemnly, I said I'd find my dad by any means necessary, and I meant it, to which Casey responds, good, so we have a deal then.
1: Okay, so that's like, they established that through dialogue elsewhere in the episode pretty much.
0: At Chuck and Jill's engagement party, Casey is listening to Chuck and Jill talk to Jill's parents back when they, Sarah and Casey are in the spy van. Jill's parents say something about marriage being all about trust, and Casey says, pfft, trust, 50% of marriages end in divorce. If you want trust, buy a gun.
1: That sounds like uh, the NRA might want to use that as a slogan. Yep. Do you trust your gun? What does that even mean?
0: Your gun's always there for you, you know?
1: All right. Thanks, Casey.
0: When the Buy More staff decides to rebel against Emmett and misbehave, uh, Lester drops a massive, clearly broken computer modem on the Nerd Her desk and says to a customer, your baby's dead. I tried, but your baby is dead. (laughs) Jeff walks around wearing his drinking pants, which I was happy to see uh, those make a comeback. You remember uh, when, drinking pants? When did we last see them? Um, In the episode where he and Chuck are hanging out. It might have been oh, right, in season right, right. one. Yes. Also, some other nerd herd guy, not a green shirt, but a nerd herd employee who we haven't okay. seen before, uh-huh. dances in his underwear. And also, this is another one of those silent scenes that <laughs> don't have any ask. music. Oh my so God, it's incredibly amazing. uncomfortable because all these yeah. people like scooters running around just like, Doing something. Did, you, did it,
1: you just say Scooter?
0: Oh, I mean uh Skip Johnson.
1: <laughs> damn it. I got so <laughs> excited. I was like, he's in a deleted scene.
0: <sighs> I'm sorry. I didn't. It was Skip Johnson.
1: Ah, <sighs> damn it.
0: Totally silent. Scooter
1: though. and Skip. That could have been a great Chuck spinoff. Scooter and Skip. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> the manager of the Wienerlicious and one of the lesser-known nerd herd employees hit it the It would road. have been so
1: good. <laughs> they start a company themselves. It's a um, it's a hot dog franchise that also fixes computers. Ooh, I like it. OK, I'm going to think of a name for it um, by the end of this episode.
0: I I sincerely doubt that, but I hope that I'm wrong. OK, so we're almost done. Chuck uh, disc six, Chuck versus the colonel and Chuck versus the ring in Chuck versus the colonel. Morgan reveals that Big Mike bought Bologna antibiotics for the UTI that she gave her.
1: Oh, so that's we we do find out about the UTI.
0: Yep. Morgan gets defensive and says, hey, he bought her antibiotics and that's that. When Morgan returns to the sales floor, Fernando knocks him over and to like be a bully. And Lester tells Morgan, welcome to hell. OK, not really sure why that's going on. Also, side note, Fernando was in my dream last night. I had a dream where I met Jesse Hyman. That's cool. Is it a premonition? We'll find out
1: went yeah, I mean, you've encountered him in weirder places than your own life. So
0: it's true. Now I'm dreaming about him in the courtyard. Ellie and Devin are coming home from work uh, when Ellie declares that she's going to kill Chuck. Ellie says that Chuck left a voicemail stating that he and Sarah were leaving town for the weekend. This is, of course, when they're on the run from the government. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that, though. And she's upset that Chuck's leaving on the weekend of her wedding. And Devin says somebody needs to shake some sense into him. Chuck, watch out. You're going to get shook. Uh, in Chuck versus the Ring, the morning of the wedding, Ellie and Devin show this is okay. This, there's a lot going on in this one. So just listen carefully.
1: Okay. I finished uh, I finished researching possible names for this. Uh I, I got one so I can give you my full attention now.
0: The morning of the wedding, Ellie and Devin show off their picture, which is in the newspaper in like the newlywed announcement section, which okay, is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Steven says, it's the big day as they sit down for breakfast. Devin accidentally puts his coffee mug onto the newspaper and gets their photo wet, which no. I think is foreshadowing.
1: Yeah, because they get wet. Okay, yes.
0: Morgan, at this point... Wait, what's that? Morgan, it's morning at their apartment and Morgan's there? Yes. He appears out of nowhere pushing a cart of vegetables and raw meat and a portable stovetop and says that this is his wedding gift to Devin and Ellie, and it's the ancient art of hibachi. Ellie is perturbed when Morgan runs off to try to find his chef's hat, and Devin reminds Ellie that Morgan quit the buy more to pursue his uh, dreams professionally in Hawaii and is uh, either making a bold choice or is having a mental breakdown. Steven says that Ellie is being open minded, which kind of comes out of nowhere because she's not because yeah. she's being upset. <laughs> and Ellie says that she just wants to go with the flow and have a nice wedding and enjoy her special day. Devin's parents then walk in at this point and Devin's mother freaks out because she's concerned that, uh, the groom is not supposed to see the bride the day of the wedding. Devin's father calms her down and Morgan then returns with his chef hat to perform hibachi for them and immediately cuts his finger with a knife. Oh, no. Ellie says that she didn't know how to... Do you uh, see blood? No, you don't see any blood. Yeah, You, you <laughs> see so much blood. It's just gushing all over the place. <laughs> Ellie says that she doesn't know how she's going to handle Devin's parents and Devin suggests sports and tequila because that's what got him through his childhood.
1: Childhood? Uh,
0: that's what got him through his childhood. I guess so.
1: All right. Cool. I like I like the idea of Morgan. Like, I don't really like the timing of that, but I do like the idea of Morgan, like wanting to do Hibachi stuff.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. It was good yeah. to see all of it come together. And then yeah. you see Devin's parents come in and Steven's there and they got the newspaper. I was like, because Chuck versus the ring, I felt like was so tight and yeah. economic with its time. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they probably would have to cut that.
1: Yeah, I feel like based on what I know about Chuck and how they generally structure episodes, I feel like I was surprised that we didn't have like a morning scene in that episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like usually we have something for context. And I was surprised that it just started at the church. Um, But I totally see why none of that is like necessary.
0: This I think this is a deleted scene from Chuck versus the ring that I do think would have been helpful. Yes. So after Chuck... Quits the buy more. Sarah runs in to tell him that Ellie has called her 15 times trying to get in touch with Chuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chuck needs to go to the jeweler, according to Ellie and Sarah, to pick up the wedding rings because he doesn't have the rings at this point. Sarah says that working on Ellie's wedding is the most stressful assignment she's ever had. And she's worked presidential secret security and also Mm -hmm. gone toe to toe with assassins. Mm -hmm. Chuck says his signature line.
1: Don't freak out.
0: Yes. Chuck picks up the rings. From the jeweler, we don't actually see that, but he returns to the apartment with the rings, mm-hmm. and he's slowly walking through the apartment complex, like the entryway by the mailboxes, mm-hmm. and he hears somebody rummaging around. So Chuck gets suspicious, and he picks up an old golf club that is laying by the mailbox. It's got a uh, bent of course, in it, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he walks slowly into the courtyard. When Bryce jumps out, <gasps> it says, "Nice improvised weapon, Chuck." Chuck is upset. It says, oh, no, you're not ruining my life again, are you? Why are you here? And Bryce says, you know me. It's a secret. So this would have been... He didn't
1: say it's complicated?
0: He did not say it's complicated. Damn it, Bryce. It's a secret. But one of this this would have made more sense if they included this. Because yeah. then, instead of having the jarring scene where all of a sudden Bryce is just in castle walking around, you'd be like, okay. "Absolutely,
1: I completely agree. I think um, that would definitely have helped. Um, and I like the idea. I know I didn't see it, but I like how you presented Bryce saying, nice and precise weapon, Chuck. because I could just picture Matt Bobber saying that. And it's yeah. funny.
0: And also we get to see Chuck have the rings because before he just like has the rings. I get yeah. why they they didn't include it for time, but I think it would have helped at least introduce Bryce into the episode. Yeah, in I think. Way. Um,
1: and we like I mean, usually we do see him like appear in Chuck's courtyard. So mm-hmm. Coming out yeah, of the shadows.
0: Just because he's like a raccoon. He just yeah. hangs out. Going yeah, exactly. through the garbage. Yep. And, and then our last declassified scene of <gasps> season two. Oh, man. During the wedding reception in the courtyard, Ellie throws her bouquet into the crowd of ladies, and it's about to land on Sarah. <gasps> Sarah punches it away, making it explode. <laughs> and Chuck sees this in the distance and smiles.
1: Like it explodes in an explosion or like the... The flowers explode everywhere.
0: The, the flowers explode. She doesn't have some kind of weird like ability. Well, I was to...
1: wondering if it was like a bomb or something.
0: <laughs> Get away from the bouquet! It's a fulcrum bomb. That yeah, seems... she just punches it, and it's great. I
1: I like that a lot. I wish yeah, we cool. so. I wish we had those too. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my name for the uh, skip skip and Scooter store?
0: Yes. What is it okay. called?
1: Okay. Pups and pewters.
0: Oh, pups being slang for hot dogs.
1: Pups being slang for hot dogs and pewters, like computer.
0: Pups and pewters. I like it, right? The show is just them running the store. Is it like a sitcom?
1: Yeah, I think it's a sitcom. I think it's kind of like, okay, well, I wasn't prepared for my elevator pitch. I just had the... I just had the uh, name, but uh, well, look,
0: I mean, Aaron, you live in Hollywood. You should know that you have to be ready with your elevator pitch damn at it. all times. Um,
1: Pups and Pewters. OK, I'm, so like, you're losing me. Have, uh, my
0: floor is coming up.
1: God damn it. They have this. They have this Ding. store. Oh, Ding. man,
0: he's gone. Ding. We're going up. Oh, this is my stop. Uh, so good luck with your TV show about a uh, store. Bye. <laughs> that was brutal.
1: This, you know, this world, you it moves so fast, you blink, you might miss it.
0: This is a hard industry to be in.
1: I know. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess um, I just have to get back to the Austin Film Festival with my uh, my script that I'm writing. So.
0: Get back to your safety zone. Yes.
1: <laughs> that was my safety zone. Wow. That would be an intense <laughs> safety zone.
0: It's my comfort zone. It's not like being with my family. It's being at the Austin Film Festival. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are the deleted scenes from season two. Who wow, would have thought?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we learned. We laughed. <laughs> there's a we... lot of
1: them. That was uh, longer <laughs> than the, the average episode like you, you had more to say about that, than
0: there was an episode's worth of deleted scenes.
1: That's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's it's interesting. It's always interesting to see um, what what they chose to cut and what they chose to keep. It's also interesting to see that even in deleted scenes, Anna is still not present.
0: <laughs> they just don't let her show up. Oh, my God, there was. Did I skip over one?
1: Did you you there? You, you might have mentioned her name once.
0: No, there was one that she's in that.
1: Well, you mentioned the one where she's playing video games and you mentioned the one where Jeff takes a picture of her.
0: OK, I'm thinking. Nope, I got them all. We're good. Okay. I'm thinking of another bonus feature that we'll talk Thank about God. next week. OK, um, looking forward okay.
1: to that. Um, <laughs> can we move into my my item for this week? Yes. My one item.
0: It's Aaron's item. The new segment here.
1: Yes. Do you do you have it open? Are you going to do it, too?
0: I, we're doing this another great visual bit simultaneously.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we can, I will, I will narrate it. We have found on the website, buzzfeed.com as a part of their community. So this is not a buzz buzzfeed is quick to say that they do not endorse this quiz, but (laughs) it is a quiz that is available. Um, it is which Chuck character are you? And it was made by someone called the Intersect. So it could be uh, the sentient Intersect itself, or it could just be another Chuck fan. That's up to you to decide. But what is up for me and Chris to decide is which Chuck character we're going to be. So, Chris, are you ready?
0: Yes. This is like uh, Chuck versus the first kill when they have to take the quiz at the Fulcrum facility. Yes,
1: exactly. So the first question is, who's hungry? What's for dinner? And it has a picture of uh, yogurt and fun. And then it's like Sarah, but she's like bent over like it's zoomed in on the yogurt and fun. So you can see like part of Sarah's torso or maybe it's Trisha Helfer. Like we don't know who it is, but it's at the orange orange. So our options are Froyo, smoothie, pizza, sizzling shrimp, sandwich, homemade dinner, (laughs) fake Thanksgiving food, or you'd rather have a drink.
0: Am I supposed to announce my my answer or am I supposed to do it in private? OK, no,
1: you can say I'll do pizza. OK, I was going to do pizza. I'm going to do homemade dinner.
0: OK, because
1: it's dinner. I'm not going to eat Froyo or a smoothie for dinner. Yeah. Is this is this Beckman's hand and you'd rather have a drink? There's a close up of someone's hand holding up some
0: whiskey. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out.
1: Oh, this next picture has an iPod. You love it.
0: Oh, I love iPods.
1: Which Chuck song is your favorite? Ooh. this is good.
0: Ooh. Oh. <laughs> so we got,
1: oh! 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 Frightened Rabbit is on here.
0: uh they don't have the one I want to do.
1: You are not gonna pick Bony Bear. I
0: don't want I to feel like okay. I am guessing that you are
1: gonna pick Rivers and Roads, but no, maybe you'll pick the Group Love one.
0: Uh, uh, uh I would, for the record, like to do Cobra style, but I am gonna yes. go with I just because we just watched. I am gonna go with Mister roboto
1: Okay, I picked uh, Frightened Rabbit, of course. Okay. Um, other than Chuck, what do you watch? Ooh. Scrubs, Firefly, Twenty Four, Orange Is the New Black, Heroes, Community, Ray's Anatomy, Game of Thrones. Uh, none of these shows are still on the air.
0: I I did love Scrubs when it was on, so I'll go with Scrubs.
1: All right, I'm putting Heroes, of course. Okay. I, did, I really uh, liked
0: Community, though. I'll go with Scrubs. You did. Scrubs you did more. like
1: Community. I remember that. Um, which Harry Potter character do you relate
0: to most? Well, what is this? This is uh, I'm supposed to be taking a quiz about Chuck, and now we're talking about Harry Potter?
1: Why is Bill Weasley one of the options?
0: Because I relate to him, goddammit.
1: Are you picking him?
0: No, what are our options?
1: Colin Creevy, Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Ginny Weasley, Hermione Granger, Bill Weasley, Dobby, or Neville Longbottom?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Neville.
1: Okay, I'm picking my favorite Harry Potter character, Ginny.
0: I'd like to also point out that the photos that they have of Harry Potter and Ron Weasley are of two different ages. So there's an adult <laughs> Harry Potter next to a child, Ron Weasley, which would be a very different book, I think.
1: And then Hermione is from the second movie. So she's got to be like, "What is this actually the second movie? No, this isn't the second movie. This is later. Um, of these, which episode of Chuck is your favorite? So let's see. OK, Chuck versus the Colonel. All right. Some of these we haven't gotten to yet. So there's going to be spoilers. So the um, Chuck versus the Colonel, which we've seen Chuck versus the Operation Awesome. We haven't seen Chuck versus the Tic Tac. We haven't seen Chuck versus the DeLorean. We have seen Chuck versus Tom Sawyer. We have seen Chuck versus the Push Mix. I don't think we've seen Chuck versus the Hack Off, which is that one of the actors from Community in that screenshot.
0: Yep, sure is. Uh,
1: Chuck versus the Beard. Have we I don't know if we've seen that one. So I actually not to not to. Well, this will be a spoiler for next week's episode, but I was making a list of my favorite episodes of the season. And one of those is Chuck versus the DeLorean. So I'm going to pick that.
0: OK, I will also go with uh, this season. I'll go with Chuck versus Tom Sawyer.
1: Perfect. You love that one. OK, so you're working on your five year plan. Choose a font for like for the five year plan. Is that is that what this is?
0: I'm going with Ariel because that's the font I use to type all my notes for. Go check yourself.
1: Mine that I use is Calibri, but um, let me see. So our options are Ariel, Calibri, Comic Sans, Times New Roman, Courier New, Georgia, Century Gothic and Impact. Um, Century Gothic was my favorite font for a while, but I think I'm going to go with Georgia because I really like a serif. OK, is this? Oh, I think we got one more question, maybe. Which Chuck villain is your favorite? Oh, mm. no, this is real spoiler territory. Who, the, who is that? <laughs> Um, Daniel Shaw Spoiler Don't know Mr. who that Colt, is
0: I know who that is
1: Nicholas Quinn
0: Don't know who that is
1: Alexi Volkoff Don't
0: know who that is Lizzie
1: Chafe. She's just Some of these are just In one episode um, Where is Smooth Lau? Okay Vivian Volkoff mm. Justin Sullivan Or Farouk Balsara. Ooh Weird
0: the, Weird selection With yeah, these guys Are
1: these just like The favorites? Um, I don't even know Who to pick here
0: I'm going to stay with I'm going to stay with Mr. Mr. Colt for season two.
1: Okay, um. OK, I'm going to pick Lizzie. Oh, wow. OK, OK, I got my answer. You got your answer.
0: I sure do, Aaron.
1: Oh, no. Are you Morgan? I'm not. OK, I'm happy with mine. I assume you're unhappy with yours.
0: I'm a little perturbed. But Would you like yours? to?
1: Please, well, you, you can go first.
0: No, you should go first.
1: OK, I'll go first. I got Ellie you got ellie i got ellie you're incredibly smart caring and you love your friends and family you might be a little bit controlling but you're just trying to do your best for the ones you love and to be honest they wouldn't know what to do without you that's nice oh that's so nice okay let's end that
0: segment okay good job (laughs) who are you you got jeff barnes
1: oh my god yes
0: Okay, so you're a little creepy, but once you stop inhaling all that carbon monoxide, you're actually a pretty smart person. You're an incredibly loyal friend and an excellent guitar player. Your name is Jeff. <laughs> wow, that I don't
1: think I don't think we need the your name is Jeff part. That's not necessarily true.
0: Oh, I think the implication is that I'm so dumb and or intoxicated that I need someone to remind me of what my name is. Like his card.
1: That checks out for me, I think. I think both uh, both results were completely accurate.
0: I feel like that was rigged. I think you made that test and you knew which answers I'd choose. <laughs> I am
1: the intersect.
0: <laughs> that would be a really good bit. That If you did that, if, I would be very impressed. If I was the impressed.
1: intersect or if I had made that quiz.
0: If you made that quiz. Oh,
1: well, I'm sorry. Just I just lured
0: me into getting Jeff and questioning all of my life choices. Uh, well, yeah, that was fun. What, a, what an episode. What an unconventional episode that was.
1: Yeah, it was great. I... Um I had a great time, had to do no work. So that's, that's nice.
0: I am looking forward to picking this up again next week with more DVD bonus features and our discussion of our final thoughts on season two. And then a, I guess, a slight preview of season three, I suppose. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to find out what that uh, preview will entail.
0: Okay, I'm going to go. I don't know what to do now with this information that I'm Jeff. Uh... If, I, uh, guess, I was if gonna say were, I need to go drink to forget it, but then that's just confirming that I am. Yeah, that is Jeff.
1: confirming that. Um, you could take a ride in your van. Oh, that's just <laughs> confirming it too. Um, you could go uh, take pictures of women unwillingly.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just confirming it too. I could play Missile Command.
1: Yeah, you could play Missile Command. You could um listen to Tom Sawyer. You could get interviewed by the news.
0: Could get interviewed by the news. You could.
1: Well, do you have like a pair of lounge pants?
0: I do. I have my joggers. I okay. might put those on the- after we're done.
1: Yeah, perfect. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> well, my signing off from this episode of Go Check Yourself. My name is Jeff Barnes, <laughs> reminding you that food is sexy.
1: And my name is Ellie Bartaski Woodcomb. She hyphenates, I guess. Um, telling you that anything is possible. I'm a doctor.
0: Even me getting selected as Jeff Barnes on a BuzzFeed quiz. It's-
1: um, everyone, if you'd like to take the quiz, we'll post it to our Twitter and uh, tweet at us or. Send us an email or whatever you want to do telling us who you got. If uh, you're uh, Chris, I I was going to call you Jeff. If you're uh, Chris's Jeff, the transformation is complete. No. So, yeah, let us know who you got. And uh, if you want, if you're also Jeff and you want to bond with Chris, please do.
0: Yes, please commiserate with me and send (laughs) your condolences. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a good a good time today. Keep up the good work. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to freemusicarchive.org and the artist Hadakoa for providing us with our theme song, Warm Up. Make sure to email us at gochuckyourselfpodcast at gmail.com and tweet at us at gochuckpodcast. Remember to like and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and write a review if that's something you need to do. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.